You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel. I'm Alan Knight, joined by my man, Biff Lathrop. Biff, how are you? Doing great. Hope everybody out there is doing wonderful, enjoying the first of the football season we've got going on right now. Some are, some aren't. <laughs> A lot of us in South Carolina are struggling right now, but... Uh, yeah, so everything's good. We uh, we're still still running golf tournaments amongst all the football games, and uh, we had a had a great event uh, last weekend. We were at Darlington Country Club. Yes, had sir. Uh, ninety kids out there for the Play Junior Golf Association Player Series. Yep. Event. Um, and turned away a bunch too, right? Yeah, we had like fifty on the waiting list yeah. to get in. You know, just because of what Darlington was able to give us as far as tee times, and uh, we're still working trying to work with some golf clubs so we can get maybe a golf course for an all-day event so we can get more, more kids in there but we're you know yeah. obviously with the play that they're getting and as popular as golf is right now we're limited on some of our times we can get but yeah. had a great event for the ones that were out there um in the girls 13 to 18 division hannah lowry out of myrtle beach nice shot 68 72 for a 14 shot victory wow yeah good playing great playing and then uh, in the boys' 13-18 division, we had Garrett Gillespie from Williamston, South Carolina. Okay. Uh, uh, Garrett shot 69-70 for a 139 total and, and won by six shots in his division. Good playing. Yeah. So, it's uh, these kids, man, they, they got game. Go out there and, and, and make it happen. So. And I'm sure they enjoyed the newly renovated Darlington. Yeah, boy, they've done a lot of work out there since we started going. You know, they re- renovated yeah. the 18th green, and then they, they did some work around the clubhouse and just done a really good job around that I've place. only only seen it via pictures, but I know they've been doing a lot. They've done a lot. They've done a lot. Good, good job for them and good for the folks in that area. So uh, good, good for Darlington Country Club, and we yeah. thank them for having us in our, our player series again this past weekend. Uh, coming up on the docket, we're going to be right – Right the weekend prior to this episode coming out, we would have been at, at the Muni in oh, Charleston, yeah. South Carolina, Publix. Uh, for a second Publix championship. Yeah, I think that's awesome how it it went away nationally, and you brought it brought it to fruition. Yeah, it's been it was good. You know, obviously last year was our, our inaugural event, uh, finished in a playoff, and and was just an exciting ending. And uh, you know, we've got we got right at ninety players. We do a double tee um, from eight to ten o'clock, and get everybody out there and try to clear that first tee again so the Muni can start pushing those folks out. They, they play a lot of rounds of golf around that place. A lot. And did you do food trucks last year? Yeah, we got a uh, – well, we had a barbecue place that came in. Okay. They're, they're coming in and, nice. and, and setting up. It's, it's some real good barbecue too. So, uh, so yeah, it's uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. It's exciting. Uh, got, it looks like the weather's going to be decent for us, so we'll, we'll look forward to that and, and riding around the Muni. For, the, only, the only bad thing about the Muni is getting across that main road. It is. It's yeah. kind of scary from 9 to 10 to Yeah, it is kind of uh, scary. And then you get on the back end, was it behind number 12, where you, they got a tunnel you can go under, underneath the road on the tunnel, which is okay. fine. But listen, man, they do a good job. They put crossing guards out there for us and help our players oh, get do across. They really? Yeah, they do it for our event alone. So. Oh, that's cool. Um. And then our juniors will be back at Cobbs Glen on October the 14th and 15th for the Jackie Sewell Jr. again. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. You know, the family comes in for that, and uh, it's it's a, it's it's a kind of a fundraiser for the Jackie Sewell Scholarship that they created in Mr. Sewell's memory yeah. last year, and um, just a good event and, and good folks and a good family to do it with, and and the kids love it again. Full, oh, yeah. I mean, it's slap full. We're turning kids away, so. Uh, the majority of kids in this event are 15 and under. Okay. And, th- and this was kind of the 
it's tied into that player series a little bit, you know, as far as getting those kids an opportunity to play. Yeah. Um, we, we do have a handful of the 16 and older that are playing, but it's not a normal 16 and older driven right. event. Right. Um, so uh, Justin and his team are going up there to get that taken care of. So we look forward to see what happens there at Cobbs Glen over the weekend. Yep, that's always a good one. The Cobbs Glen, I remember we played the Pro Junior there once. There's some tough holes out there. You know, it's 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 a good golf course. They, they've uh, they did our state am qualifier. Heck, they did our state amateur back in the '80s a yeah. couple times, I think. <laughs> um, I, I remember being Gatorade boy out there, sitting on 15. Uh, That's awesome. Serving serving Gatorade to everybody. But yeah, it's uh, it's been around a long time. Matt Harbin is a big part of that that yeah. event. He's kind of the the, the force behind it, and uh, Cobb Oxford and uh, a lot of the people in that area come together and. Man, the swag they put out the first year they did the tournament, they put so much swag out there. I wasn't sure how they were going to back it up and do it again the next year. Is that the Wrestling Belts trophy? Yeah. Yeah. Solid, right? Very solid. Man, yeah. I, the first year I saw that, I just started applauding at my house. I was like, good for you. And them. I mean, That's it's awesome. the real deal. It's not none of this plastic stuff. No. It's got some girth to it. I put, yeah. I put it on, not as a champion, <laughs> as a spectator. I put it on one time, and it was uh, it's, it's the real deal. So. Yeah. Talk about the real deal. Our, our guest on this episode. The chairman of the board. Yeah, for the Chapman. The prince. He's got all kinds the of nicknames. Prince, I mean, he's got all kinds of things. But Doug Smith out of the Country Club of Spartanburg yeah. uh, sat down with us. And Doug's been a big part of our association, was president of the Golf Association, uh, was the chairman for the for the RBC Heritage. Um, it's hard to get him to sit still long enough. Yeah, to get him, it is. You know? he, he gets going. He, he's a, he, he gets going. But, man, I'm going to tell you what, it was, a, it was a real honor to sit with him. And yeah. and the reason we're kind of bringing this in this time of year is, is the what was formerly known, the Bobby Chapman, now just the Chapman yeah. uh, event is coming up here in, in uh, third week of October. It's Country Club of Spartanburg, who now has brand-new cart pass around the golf course. I just saw that right? on, on, I guess, Twitter this morning or yeah. Instagram. Yeah, so they've, uh, they've done a lot of work around there. But, uh, yeah, so we're, we hope everybody enjoys this opportunity to – Hear from the great one of the great golf influencers in our state, Mr. Doug Smith. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. All right, we are happy to be joined now by Mr. Doug Smith. And Doug, you have, I've heard so many nicknames for you, the chairman, the prince. What, what do you go by? Doug. Doug. Okay. <laughs> That's easy enough. So, I've known you. You've been a very, you're so so influential amongst the South Carolina Golf Association between past presidency, the Bobby Chapman founding of that event, RBC Heritage. How did you get started in golf? Well, that's, that's an interesting one. My, my, my granddad from High Point was a, um, professional baseball player and played for the Washington Senators back in the, I think it was the 20, late 20s. Um, but back then it wasn't really professional golf the way we think, I mean right. professional uh, baseball as it was, but he was, uh, he, he pitched and he hit and he was just a good athlete. But back then he, he, he was very involved as a North Carolina uh, grown boy. He was 
very involved with uh, Duke Power okay. as he came up and his family was. And he ended up being an engineer with with Duke Power. I always thought when my mother said he was an engineer, I thought she was talking about a train. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I went that way for 15 <laughs> as years. As a kid, I said, you would. I said, when do I get to ride on the train? <laughs> she would never straighten out. And then I realized that he lived right outside a huge power line. And then I looked up there and said, maybe, maybe that's what she's talking about. I had to figure it out myself. But yeah. He, he was a good athlete, but he loved to play golf, or at least that's what everybody thought. And he was a member of High Point Country Club, and he would take me, and as soon as we drove in, he would turn me over to the assistant pro. Yeah. How, it, how old are you? I want to say I was six or seven, okay. something like yeah. that. I mean, it was babysitting days, and sometimes even my parents wouldn't be up there. I'd be up there staying with them for right. a week. And he'd take me to to the club, hand me over to the assistant pro, uh, Mike. I can remember that. And he would go straight to the pinochle room. Oh. <laughs> and then I didn't see him until it was time to go home. And you know, two or three drinks later. And and so basically, the guy said, "Well, you might as well learn to play golf while you're waiting." Right. And so that's that's where I learned. And my mother was a good athlete, good swimmer. Um, but a good athlete, and, and she was the one that got me here in Spartanburg out uh, playing golf with her. And, and So she um, played a little golf then? Yeah, she was a good, good, good golfer, really good golfer. Um, but, you know, wasn't competitive. Uh, not a lot of ladies were doing that right. here. I understand. Uh, but she was, um, she, was, she was the influence over me in playing golf. And um, I, I don't know whether I just didn't have anything else to do or what, but she'd take me out and walk with me, and and it was, it was a great experience. Um, I, I, I can honestly say I really learned the fundamentals in High Point because the guy said, well, I might as well teach you. And so he helped me a little bit along. But um, great experience because I, I, I'm pretty sure I never ratted my granddad out. There you go. <laughs> if I did, it was an accident because I really liked it. And I, he was kind of stubborn and tough anyway, so I didn't really need to be bouncing with him too much. So your mom played here at Country Club Spartanburg? She played a little bit, yeah. Okay. She, she, when she played, she would it would be me. Okay, it, yeah. It, she would go out and, and play, and, you know, they bought me some clubs, and I tried all the different stuff. I tried out in high school golf. I tried all the stuff, and I was just not good enough. But I – but I was small too. I was okay. five. My my driver's license, I was five six and I'm about 135. Pounds. Wow! So really? I, I really sprouted, um, and and in that time, I think I started figuring out my game and I figured out I could play a little better than I had. And and so you know, I went on, um, went to Wofford and and um, great story there. A guy named Don Ferguson up from up in Rock Hill, yep. really good golfer on the golf team. We were NAIA then, um, and uh, Wofford, had, about four years earlier, or five years early, had won the NAIA National Championship. Now, I've always thought they wanted some great course, but then I found out they, they won it up, up in Grambling, South Carolina, and I won't go into that. <laughs> uh, but they did win it, and, and kudos to that team. They were good guys, but by the time we were finished with them, there, there wasn't much of a golf program <laughs> at Wofford. But Don actually asked me to come fill in because a couple guys had had some problems with grades or something like that. And I, he was a fraternity brothers, and so I went out and played. Best experiences of my life. I mean, it, you know, um, 
learned a lot about golf. I learned a lot about people, and um, and I realized that this was a game that was going to be good for me in life, not competitively, but it was something that I could always use to help me and help others. So we, we're obviously we're recording here at the Country Club of Spartanburg, and so you've been you've been here forever. Yeah, I, well, I, or part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, and, forever and, in your time. Yeah, I, when I, it's <laughs> another good story. I, uh, uh, when I graduated law school in 1983, I came back and Carolina Country Club was just about to open. And um, I was a legacy here, so I, I had applied. Um, and um, but my partner was my dad, and a guy named George Dean Johnson Jr. And George Dean um, was the partner in the development of that property. It was his family's land, and Mr. Milliken and him were together doing it. They thought we needed a second club, um, and I thought it was really a cool layout, but. You know, I mean, cheap is cheap. Mm -hmm. I could come to Spartanburg, go into the legacy program, and get it basically for nothing, and start right away. But um, I, I got influenced at my law office that you can't come back here and not go to that club. And I said, well, I can't afford both. And yeah. so the words I remember very well is, well, you need to pick. And I so I picked. Uh, Carolina at the time, and I went out and played out there, and it was a great experience. We had great head pros out there. Uh, obviously, Jim Mayo was there originally. I say Jim Mayo, Nemo, Jim Nemo, um, and um, a couple of other guys. Obviously, Vic came along. Um, but the the great part about Carolina was it wasn't rooted in Spartanburg tradition families. Yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with that, but it was new, right. and there were new people there. And so I met some friends that are there that are steer, still my friends today, but the closest friends, and you know, a couple of them like Jeff Berline yeah. and a few other guys, just the dearest friends in the world to me, even today. Then, and I can't believe how much time has gone by. It's over 40 years ago, but but the fact is, is is they're still my dearest friends, and and they actually came over to here eventually too. Right. Um, and so it's been, you know, it's one of those things where it's sort of the, that club continues and does well. It's a great golf course and great membership. But I came back here when my wife told me right after we got married, she said, uh, we're going to go back to Spartanburg. And I said, okay, but, you know, what do you want me to do with the other membership? She goes, I don't care what you do with it, but we're going back to Spartanburg. <laughs> when Allison speaks, yeah. you listen. Let, let me tell you, still to this day, I don't, I don't mess around with that. <laughs> Well, the Country Club of Spartanburg and Carolina Country Club have been kind of synonymous to, to this area. And you can kind of see sometimes some of the membership will fluctuate to one side and it will come back to the other side. But it's uh, two good golf courses for sure for, for, for Spartanburg. Yeah, I mean, some people say it was a little early because it did, you know, at the time I think Spartanburg had like an eight to ten year waiting list. It kind of sounded like Forest Lakes, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it was really a deep list too. And so – but once that club opened up, it just vanished. Right. Uh, the waiting list, and so, in a way, it was good. But I'm just not sure they had enough. And and um, uh, Mr. Milliken and Mr. Johnson had a little falling out. And and I think at that point in time, it uh, the club out there kind of changed around. And it's been through some different, yeah. different ordeals and ownership, certainly since Mr. Milliken died. So, um, 
you know, but it's, you can't take away from the fact that it is a really good golf course. Yeah. And they've got some cool people out there that, that I have a lot of respect for that stayed in it. Well, they both they've both been good to the SCGA, I and mean, we just did our, yeah. our our US Mid Am qualifier out there last week, and um, they've hosted multiple events just like the Country Club of Spartanburg, and we've done here at the Country Club of Spartanburg. I think we've done just about everything throughout the years. The amateur was here one year. We had the mid amateur here. Uh, we've done four balls here, and obviously with the Chapman uh, that yeah. we're going to talk about here in a little bit. I mean, it's been a and the, boy, the golf course looks great right now too. Yeah. Looks yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it is. Middle of August, big yep. greens. Yep, looks really sharp. It looks great. Yeah, yep. you know, you think about it too, Carolina. They do the BMW. Yeah, or, and and and, and would do more. I think if if they could. But you know, it's a constant fight for us. We sometimes Spartanburg doesn't know whether it really wants to grow or not. Uh, and there's there's definitely people that don't want it to grow, and I understand that. That's what I grew up in. Right. But but it's I, I will say. Uh, I think everything turned around. Spartanburg ch- turned around as far as Spartanburg Country Club turned around, frankly, when the Chapman came in, when we started it, because we weren't hosting a lot of events up here. And, and I can remember, I can remember, you know, Tom McAllister telling me, and what a great guy Tom McAllister is, but our old head pro, and he would tell me, he'd go, you know, the club just doesn't want to do a lot of these Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, charity things, you know, the guys want to play, they want the course fixed up nice. And, you know, and I, I remember going to meet with, with Tom and suggesting that we do this tournament because, you know, it had the Frank B. Edwards years b- before and had been somewhat successful, but it had died on the, on the, um, on the effort to redo the course. So, you know, I knew Tom was frustrated, and, yeah. and when I told him, I said, "Look, you know, I've been on the SCGA board a while, and I think it's time we get some serious tournaments up here." And it had done some quali- USGA qualifiers and stuff like that, but it hadn't really gotten deep into the stuff. And and Tom was able to convince our board that we needed to do more of those things. And the Bobby Chapman then, of course, was sprung to life. Well, tell us who Bobby Chapman is yeah. before we get into that tournament. Uh, well, I better say Mr. Chapman, but there's obviously a number of Chapmans here in town. But obviously textiles was a big part of Spartanburg uh, for many years, and uh, he was very involved at Inman Mills, an owner of Inman Mills. Um, and so Bobby was not only that, but he was the president of the CGA at some point in time, president of the, uh, the South Carolina yep. Golf Association. And uh, he won just a – I, I want to say seven or eight times here the the, the club championship uh, was just a really really good golfer and a really good guy. I can remember talking to him when he was out putting, and he always wanted to help you. And there weren't many members like that. I mean, that would really take that kind of time. A couple of other guys stand out, but 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 Mr. Chapman was one of those guys that did that. And and you know um, when the idea came to me, and I'm. A, once again, I can't help but give, and give the quarterback um, credit. Uh, Charlie and I both decided we were going to try to do some more junior tournaments around the state. And so that's where, that's where it sort of evolved. We were thinking, Charlie was thinking about something down in Columbia or maybe in the low country, and he was, had gotten to be good friends with, I think, Paul Graham or something. And I'm not sure how that connection was made, but in the end, um, Obviously, that's where the hoodie evolved. They started the same year. 
1995. That's right. Well, and I, the, the discussion of it was, I want to say, may have been even in 93 or 94 before we were able to really ramp it up. And Charlie said, you do, you do the check. Well, it was then. It was just we were thinking something like the Edwards or something. We hadn't picked a name yet. I said, well, I'll, I'm going to work on that, but you're going to have to be on the board. And he said, okay. He said, but I'm going to do the, the one uh, with the Hootie group. And I said, perfect. I said, but you, you know, you gotta, you gotta be there with me. And he goes, okay. And uh, I, I was in the legislature, obviously, and Jerry Beasley, the, the godfather and dean of lobbying. I love that man <laughs> more than anything in the world. But Jerry, Jerry called me up and he said, Doug, he goes, uh, you, you're going to have to name that something. He goes, I'm going to make a recommendation. You can take it or leave it, but you know, I want you to think about naming it after Bobby Chapman. And, I, and, and Mr. Chapman had died, and uh, his sons, Rob and John, his daughter Sadie, uh, were people I was aware of. Didn't know them well. I knew Rob decently, and I knew John decently just from around town. John was a single guy like me, so we, we kind of ran in the same very small circles. Um, in Spartanburg, and that's small. That's small. It's a small circle. <laughs> so I'd gotten to know John, but I really hadn't put a lot of the two and two together. And he was a Chapman. That's that's what mattered. And um, but but Jerry said, "I want you to name it after him." So we, I said, "Well, I tell you what, that's a good idea." And I'd already talked to Tom about the tournament, and Tom was excited. He'd taken it. The board and board said, "Yeah, we want to hear more." Blah blah blah. So we put together a presentation. I came and made it, and they said, well, "What we're we gonna call it?" And I said, "We don't know yet." We're working on that, and um, <laughs> this might be the best part: is that I get a call from from Charlie and Hap on the phone, and they said we're coming to Spartanburg tomorrow. We've got a, an appointment at Inman Mills with Rob Chapman, and we're picking you up at your office at 11 o'clock or whatever it was. And I said, okay. <laughs> so they pull in in the law partner a, a parking lot and. Um, I look out, and that van is out there that he bought. That, that subsidized. Yeah. I mean, it, that thing looked like something Hap could live in for sure. <laughs> he about did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it had a sink in it or something Astro like that. Astro van. That was yeah. what it was. <laughs> well, anyway, we uh, we jumped in that thing, and all the, I guess, velour in there or whatever <laughs> it was, felt or whatever it was, and we rode up to, to him, and it was Charlie, Jerry, me, and Hap. And we, he parked that thing right up front. I was going, man, at least park it down the street somewhere. And he could, oh, park it right up front. We parked right up front. We walked into Inman Mills, and Rob took us in, and we sat down, and uh, we told him, you know, what we were interested in doing, and, and we wanted to name it after uh, his dad. And Rob, being Rob, said, well, I'm going to have to check with Sadie and, and John, but I think this is a fantastic idea. And, I, and he goes, are you going to want us to serve on the board? And I said, absolutely, if yeah. you want to. So all three of them agreed to serve on the board, and they, they um, allowed us to use the name. And that's where it started. And, of course, since that time, Rob has passed away, and, and um, Norman Chapman, a really dear friend of mine and a member up at Biltmore with me, uh, at, this came from rides back and forth to Biltmore playing golf, and uh, I said, Norman, you remember I asked you to be on the board early on. Don't want, I don't want you to forget that. I don't want to ever run out of your mind. You think I love it? He goes, No, I remember you asked me, and I said, and you didn't. 
And he goes, there's just too many Chapmans on that thing. And I said, I got it. I got it. I said, we're not, now we're down a couple now. So can, can, you, can you consider it? And he goes, no. He goes, I won't do it. He goes, you got a great board. He said, uh, and if John is still there, and Sadie's kind of backed away a little bit, but um, still there if we need her. Uh, but um, I, I was – said, Norman – I don't know what it is, and I don't want you to feel like this is an uncomfortable discussion. I said, but, you know, we haven't really done anything for Rob. And he goes, well, why don't you just drop the Bobby and call it the Chapman? And so we started that evolution. It's tough because yeah. Bobby yeah. Chapman's built into a lot of people's names. Sure. But, you know, a lot. we're going to do some of our logos. We're going to change that. We really started that like last it. year, and we're going to slowly just – migrated over to the Chapman it may take 10 years I don't know but but we're gonna move it over because you know Norman Chapman is his contributions to golf are pretty significant he's a hell of a competitive player and he's just a good guy and so you know the whole Chapman family has supported golf and not only here but around the state and frankly Norman's played everywhere in the world so uh, everybody knows Norman and he's just a great guy so I think his suggestion one is one that took and I told him I said we're doing it so he's, he's excited about well you've it. turned it in you and your board uh you turn it into one of the most elite junior championships in the nation uh yeah. and we did now we you well your first champion was who Lucas Glover yeah didn't he win a couple of tournaments I think he's, he's kind of hot right well, now old, old guy, <laughs> For an old guy. I can't believe I'm saying that no, but it's uh, – I mean, you go through the list of, of, of champions is, is impressive. But, boy, you go through the list of alumni. That's oh, even more. Unbelievable. Yeah. And um, – You want to guess who's going to be on our program cover this year? Lucas? N no, Lucas has been on it three or four times. Uh -huh. He didn't win a major this year. No, you got to think about who won majors right. this year. Uh, the Open. Brian. Oh, Brian. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Big boy. Big that's boys, awesome. Big boys, we'll put him on there. I, I'm, I'm, that was, that's for Charlie, I'm sure. <laughs> well, like I said, the, the, the tournament itself is, is become incredible. And y'all, y'all, you went to, you went to a three day event the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. Um, we're going back to two days this, this year, I think. Is that right? We kind of flip, we're kind of still trying to figure it out. You know, when we started the Chapman, y'all know this. When we started the Chapman, there wasn't but one or two fall tournaments anyway. I mean, right. kids played in the spring. And so, they had to do some real warming up to get ready to play, but they were good players. Um, and so we didn't have a lot of competition. And it really was not one of those things where moms and dads were made, made it an industry, you know, where son, daughter, we're going we're gonna to spend this time now because coach is telling us they're good and we're going to try to work them towards scholarship so we don't have to pay anything mm -hmm. for four years. And, and it, that's an industry now. Oh, and yeah, we are, for sure. And yeah. that's, that's changed a lot since we started. So we have to build our the days we play in a way that these kids want to come play uh, because they, it's obviously a well-known tournament and they know it's competitive and they know other good golfers are going to be there. But they look at points – whether it's Wagger stuff, all these yeah. different things now that, frankly, are beyond us. And so we tried to move to three to suit Wagger. Then Wagger changed his rules, so we were stuck. We ran, we ran it for two years at three-day tournament, and it worked well. It was a good thing. Mixed reviews. 
But let's face it. I mean, the re reason why the Chapman's so good is no other no other tournament I know of does this. Is we treat the parents yep. better than we treat yes. the players, and yep. they love coming here. There was when y'all used to do the player dinner. You still may do this probably. I haven't been around a couple of years, but we would do the player dinner where the kids got steaks and potatoes. But there was another function going on with other appetizers and open bar. Yeah. And I do remember uh, Logan Sal's mom going, I wish every tournament had this. <laughs> you know. And these aren't half leather appetizers. Right, right. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> these aren't right. just meatballs. <laughs> Egg rolls and meatballs. But you know, the, I mean, but that's it. I mean, you talk about these juniors. I mean, during, it's the parents that are ones that are traveling and going places. And, boy, if you can grab the parents' attention, yep. you got it. Little Junior's going to go down there with them because they want to go. You got it. Tell me, about, tell me about some of the past players who've come through that tournament. Bubba Watson's dad. I've heard stories. I wasn't here in that tenure. but Oh, Bubba's – well, obviously Lucas won the first one, but I think Bubba played in that one. Dustin played in that. McGirt, um, a, lot, a lot of good players in those first two or three years. Uh, mm -hmm. Kyle, just some really, really good uh, competitive players even today. Peter Uline, who's on hey, Live Tour. Uline's now. a little bit later. Uh, and I, I, remind me to come back to that. That's maybe my favorite story of the Chapman. But um, I, uh, I think the story I remember about Bubba um, was that, and somebody was out in the parking lot when he and his dad pulled in. He, he pulled in one of his, I, I want to say, his, uh, I'm sure he would correct me on this. It was, a, it was one of those 60s Cadillacs, and it had the you know, had the bullet horns on the front and all that stuff, and his dad came in, and <laughs> it was light blue. I do remember that. And uh, he, pull, he pulled up, got a card, came back, and Bubba was still behind it, and somebody was standing out there talking to him, and his dad walked up. He had those Sansabelle slacks on with no belt, and he, he, walked, he said, Bubba, you can just put that driver up. You're not going to need it on this golf course. <laughs> and, 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 and so he walks out there, and I see somebody calls me at my office and says, you've got to come out and watch some of this stuff. And he said, this guy Bubba Watson's from Baghdad, Florida. I thought at first I said, Baghdad, whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. He said, Florida. I'm like, All right, so I went out there, and I got to him on the second hole. And this is before the course renovations. And Bubba flew to the par four with a three wood. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was twenty yards over, Man. and you know, I I hadn't seen anybody here do that. I mean, and that that is that was just it. And his dad was fantastic. This is before we had pull tabs. At, I mean, yeah. this was when we had pull tabs, and it was when we had the rings, you know, the plastic rings. Six packs. But that Sanzer belt sack did have a little button that you could stretch in to tighten up. And his dad was skinny as he could be. He was skinny <laughs> as Bubba. And he undid that thing and he took one beer off and had a six pack and took the other and looped it in and then walked. Oh, carrying his six pack on his side. Carrying his six yeah. pack on his side. And That's I, I, great. I said, that is a fantastic thing. <laughs> but, um, you know, you you look back at some of those things. I, the Uline story is really great. I was very involved in the legislature with the prosecutors prosecution commission and they had this annual retreat down at, at uh, uh in myrtle beach and i would uh, i would go every year um because i just love the prosecutors they're solicitors they're tough people they have tough jobs and it's big retreat and uh i had hurried it usually started on sunday i wanted to get down there as fast as i could so i got a single engine pilot i called him up and i said look can you fly me down after this tournament i run uh, uh, down to Myrtle Beach. He goes, yeah, I'll do that. Just meet me out at Spartanburg Airport. And so uh, uh, Wally Uline had come the first year 
okay, with him, and he came up. I'd heard they were had a jet out of the airport. Now, Biff, do you know who Wally Uline? Wally Uline, uh, Titleist. Oh yeah, 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 And that's Peter's uh, uh, dad, and so we kind of followed him around a little bit. He's a nice guy. But the next year, he, he won it again, and I had it in the trophy. That big old trophy I had a picture of it. And of course, the, the real silver trophy is a little bit smaller, but. Um, I, I loaded up, got my car, and I drive out to the airport. We got a small airport, but it is jet worthy because of George Dean Johnson. But I walk through the the main room and and then out into the runway, and there's this red carpet up to this big old citation. I mean, it was huge, and the ramp was down, and I, I looked over to the left, and my little single engine's over there. So I go over to the <laughs> left, and I'm getting on the pilot meets me, and he's finding a hard time to get me in that plane. I mean, I'm going, this is a small plane. It's <laughs> a tiny plane. And then all of a sudden, I looked over to my right, and the guy I had just handed the trophy to walks out and gets on that jet and turns oh, wow. around and is doing that, and I went, nice. something is wrong. That's <laughs> something right. is wrong here. That's great. That's good. Real quick, a couple of the alumni. I'm going to go through uh, Dustin Johnson, Bubba Watson, Wesley yeah. Bryan, Will McGirt, Lucas Glover, Scott Brown, Bill Haas, Brian Harmon, our Open champion we just discussed, Carl Peterson, Kevin Kisner, Uline, Bird, I mean, Marino, Doc Redman. It just goes on and on and on. Brendan it's, Todd, I, all, yep. all those guys, we've, we've had them here. And, uh, um, you well, know, the, the Hartman boy that just is playing incredible yep. winner last year. So we, we've, we've got, um, we've got a, a great lineage even of players that have come here. Those are the big names. Ford. And there's still yeah. Gordon Sargent, who was tearing it uh, up this year in Amateur Tour. Yeah. The last time I saw him was here at the Bobby Chapman. I mean, it's A.J. McGuire's had some. Runner-up twice. I yeah, Gordon yeah. Was. And little kid. I mean, yeah. well, excuse me, he yeah. was smaller back then. but yeah, big boy now. Yeah, uh, and playing well. But it's even from tour players and guys who are tearing up college, you yeah. see him here first. You really do. Or you get to meet him here. Right, right. Uh, it's been fantastic if as Charlie Rountree says, we should have made them sign something, every one of them, <laughs> that they would give back some percentage, <laughs> and we would all be able to quit now. Well, let's talk about your presidency of the South Carolina Golf Association. How did you get involved with that board? Again, through Charlie Rountree? Yeah, I was elected to the legislature in 92, and we were in the minority party, so I had nothing to do but to hang out with Charlie. <laughs> and, and Charlie said, man, you got to get involved with golf. Um, I, I, I've always called uh, Charlie the Michael Keaton of night shift. You know, he walks around with that little uh, little tape recorder or hand tape recorder. Idea number forty-five. <laughs> Idea number two seventy-eight. Yes. And that's Roundtree. And yes. you just you, you know you just you got to put up with it. But occasionally a, a, a diamond will come out of the rough. You'll find <laughs> one in there. And 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 he's been such an influence. But yeah, that that was um that was the. That was sort of the beginning. I think I went on roughly in that time period, 92, 90, right around 93, 94 maybe. Um, and, but, but we were working on starting the Chapman at that time. We had already started thinking about that. And so Charlie wanted more junior stuff, wanted more money in the foundation. The foundation oh. wasn't even born then. Yeah, it was 95, yeah. Right, well, what, and it was obviously created and the first year we had it, I think we had like $8,000 in it. And Hap Lathrop thought that was a gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he goes, we'll hold on to this for a while. And I said, Charlie, you got to convince Hap that we're supposed to do good things with that money. We're not, it's not like a bank account, you know. And so, uh, obviously, um, kicking and screaming, Hap is 
he came along to doing those things. Y'all know that well. I don't need to tell you. And anybody listening to this knows that well. But, but yeah, I had listen. I, I think back about the people that were on that board: Pudding, Powers, um, Dick Horn, and an eclectic Dupree. Yep. Um, yep. Just, just great, great guys. And you know, I couldn't do anything because I wasn't a very good competitive player. So I'd just go in and listen. And that's hard for me to do around. <laughs> but I had the legislature I could kind of wind out and be tired of talking, and then I'd go to these board meetings. And these retreats were the best thing in the world. I, you'd go and learn a lot about yeah. people. And wonderful, wonderful guys we served with. Some are gone now and missed. But I, I can tell you it's, it was a great experience for me. And I stayed on there till. 2012. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 when you, you were president in 2010 and 11. Yeah. You worked all the way up to the presidency of the SCGA and then so, became sir, past president. I, I say two there, so I went off 13. 13 is kind of when you, I mean, you still, as a past president, you still have a presence, obviously. Um, but, you know, there's a, we've got a, we've got a picture frame in our boardroom in our office that's got a, all the past presidents on there. And it's, it's a pretty daggone influential group of people that have yeah. come through there, and you being one of them. So thank wow. you for doing that. Oh, um, my pleasure. Well, let's talk about the, the, uh, the red, what's the term for the plaid? Plaid partner, or plaid, well, the yeah, the what's plaid the, nation, yeah. What's the official? What the RBC Heritage? Yeah, I'm talking about that, but what's it's got a name for that jacket? Tartan, tartan, tartan jacket. Tartan jacket. Tartan jacket. Yeah. So how'd you get involved with that? If I can ask back. Well, that was kind of a funny one. Uh, I was still in the legislature, um, and it it was becoming apparent, you know, that that the Heritage was doing fine, and I and I. And I decided in 2008 to retire. So I'd been there 16 years, and I basically said, you know, I got to find something else to do. And it was matching up pretty good with being the president of the association. So I said, well, that'll kind of be what I'll I'll do. And during that time, met uh, Steve Wilmot. Uh, obviously, um, he he had kind of come to the Columbia a couple times, and we'd shown him around. But then uh, after I left. Obviously, MCI left or Verizon left, and left left them pretty quick. They didn't mm-hmm. have a lot to do, so they had to run that first tournament without any major sponsor. Yeah. And so, bottom line was 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 um, uh, Steve uh, got called me up and said, me and Charlie up and said, look, you know, we want to talk to y'all. Maybe there's some help you can give us up in Columbia. And I said, well, you need help because. A couple of members put in a piece of legislation, well, actually, amendment to the budget, trying to to loan the heritage money. Now, don't don't get me wrong; they had good intentions, mm-hmm. but you know, loan. Then the state didn't have the kind of budgets it had now. Now, and it was like seventeen million dollars. It was a lot of money, yeah. and uh, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, it did fail. I said, Steve, that's not what you want to do. You come up, and I'll show you around. I said, so Charlie and I showed him around, took him to see the governor, took him in, in to see the speaker, took him everywhere you could take him. Yeah. And he left there um, impressed. I don't know why, but he did. <laughs> in fact, he tells that story all the time. He goes, these guys showed me all over. I'm, yeah. oh, well, I'm, I'd been there 16 years. I, I knew where all the nooks and crannies were. Right. And for whatever reason, he's, he talked Simon Fraser into bringing us in together. I, I'm not sure that's been done uh, since then, where you know, two really outsiders yeah. came in at one time. You talk about uh, a, a tight board down there around Hilton Head. 
bringing bringing two in that you don't know a whole lot about other than right. we can help them maybe and and obviously I think we were pretty helpful to them obviously with with our connections um, Lindsey Graham and I'd come in to the state house in 1992 in, in the same class and so I'd gotten to be friends with Lindsey and Lindsey was a, a an incredible help in in uh, securing Boeing as a as a, a sponsorship yeah. and all that's neat what they do with the plane and now you've got the Calabogie Club there on 18. It was so much. It's grown. That whole area right there where the, the hospitality oh, yeah. is on 18. It's all, I mean, just in the last few years um, with our relationships, you know, we've been sponsoring a tent there for our, our supporters and friends for many years now. And how that whole thing has changed is unbelievable. But you became an actual a trustee in 2011, I think yeah, is, is what I found. Right. Yep. And then they asked us in 2010, I think. But we that was the year they didn't have – Right. They didn't have uh, – well, they suggested it in 2010. They didn't have a, a sponsor that year. And then you became you got the honor of being tournament chair in 2017. Yeah, I did. How that's, was that? That's an honorary position, trust me. But, I mean, that's pretty cool. You walk around with your tartan jacket. Yeah. And well, you're the man. Yeah. Although it can get hot, and you still have to keep that tartan jacket on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Well, people in Spartanburg still think I'm the chairman. I just <laughs> go, How, how's the tournament doing? Oh, it's doing great. <laughs> Uh, you know, I saw Mr. Frazier this year on Thursday morning. I was just in the grandstands watching some golf, and and he was hustling. He was working. Y'all are a working board as well. Yeah, I, I think um, certainly we, you know, we're trying to get a little bit more out there uh, because we're trying to bring in a more uh, representative group of the state. And I think you know, the more we're out there, the more we're out around the state yeah. wearing tartan jackets. You know, whenever we we can is. Is good for the tournament. You know, we we've just seen uh, what's happened, obviously, with Liv and the tour. That nothing yeah. nothing's guaranteed. You're not kidding. I yeah. mean, I was really proud that the Heritage got the uh, designated. Designated. Yeah. Now, but then we made signature. the signature. Signature now is what they okay. are. Oh, they've changed it. Their signature events in 2024. But this year at the RBC Heritage, they announced the whole Myrtle Beach thing, kind of the partnership. And now I'm curious what's going to happen there, but. Well, and I think it's good for the Dunes, obviously, because they're they're able to really. Somebody told me that they were really doing some major changes, and yeah. it was really spiffing it up. So that's that's fa- not that it needed much because right. it's just an incredible golf course. But um, yeah, I, I think it is good. I, you know, I, I think what it does is it brings another, obviously, another level of player to our state, um, and we got a lot to show off. And I think we need mm-hmm. to keep doing that because. You know, players are looking for for places they can go and live and practice. And Sea Island and that area is about full. And <laughs> yeah. I don't think you go there your first year on tour. No, no. <laughs> unless you rent. Well, you know, the, the thing about the RBC Heritage presented by Boeing um, is, you know, they're not just on their own island there in Hilton Head. They are supporting golf throughout the state. Right. They're they're supporting the, you know, what was it the CJ Cup that came in, and and and, yeah. and uh, then they got their supporting this Myrtle Beach Classic, which is this new event that's coming to Myrtle Beach, and they recognize under Steve Wilmot's leadership uh, how the support helps themselves with yeah. with with golf around here. They support our Junior Golf Foundation. I mean, they're, they're big yeah. parts of that. Steve's on our on our on our board, um, but again, you know, you get back to the RBC Heritage, which is uh, going to be one of these signature events next year, and I think maybe a limited field. Uh, you know, it's going to be all four days. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, it, 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 you know, it, 
look, the money's important. The money's all is really what it's all about. I mean, the the smaller field is is. I'm not sh I'm not yet comfortable with it, but I know it's great if you have them there four days. I yep. mean, fantastic yeah. that you have them there four days. But then you cut out the money makers to us, and like one of the proams Monday, it, you know, it's that's that's a goner. Okay. And so, uh, you know, I, I think they're still trying to figure out what we can do. We can certainly yeah. use another course. I mean, look, I, we'll know a lot a lot more. Um, I think in the next month. Um, I know we've got an executive committee meeting coming up uh, late August, and I think we've got a full board meeting in, in September. So we're going to know more. But, uh, you know, the, this thing is evolving, y'all. Oh, it's changing yeah. every day. I was talking to McGirt the other day. We were down to Chessie for the George Soccer team matches. Yeah. And My I asked buddy. him what was going on, and he was like, you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, you know, and it's, it's a shame. I, I, I don't – one thing I, I'm not sure – most people don't understand is there's not a huge list of sponsors out there they're just wagging their tail waiting right you know right. to jump in there it, it's it's tough business and now that this is up this purse has gone up so much well you got to find the difference yeah and you, you you name any business that has to go from uh, 10 million dollars to 15 million dollars in, in in basically expenses Yep. Yeah. Uh, overnight, and and fortunately, the tour was very helpful the first year, uh, and and I think they're going to be helpful again. But you know, they remember us for being the tournament that helped them come out of COVID. Yes. And I think when That's you point. we took it on in South Carolina. You know, we were ready to end this thing. The other, other parts of the country weren't, but we were ready. And I think this was the easy way to say, we're out of this. What, what's COVID? Right. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, it was weird. No, absolutely. It was the strangest thing was, I've ever no, been No to. fans or very no, limited fans? No fans. No fans. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it, we, we even trustees couldn't get near them. So it, it was a strange event. But, man, it was yeah. – it was it was a good way to come out, and I think they remember that, and I think that's it plays a lot. They also look nobody. It's, it's kind of like Roundtree. Roundtree gets attention. Steve Wilmot is uh, he's the thing. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. and they the heritage. I mean, the uh, tour just loves him to death, and you know we'll see where this goes. We got to figure out the politics of it, and everybody's got to get over some things i just wish we'd become ind energy independent so we wouldn't have to worry about the saudis <laughs> I, I heard that was there anything we've left unsaid here well i, I want to ask you something because now you you kind of kind of spending some time you spending some time down at debadu right i am liking that it's a beautiful area beautiful golf course it is um yeah we we are and i'm obviously playing a lot of golf down there with my buddies down there and debadu is so different from when i grew up oh, not grew up but when we my family first got involved in that right right about the time I got out of law school I think maybe a little bit later than that and so we we've, we've had a place down there a while and it was truly just a, a tourism not tourism but a, a place where people would just go for vacation and right. but it, it's it's huge now I mean it's I mean there's so many people living down there and some of them you know some of them are very special and I swore I wasn't going to say anything about the CGA today but Ryan Ryan Moore's down there yeah. I love him to death and a couple of other guys I play with some guys out of 
uh, a guy out of Georgia who's a fantastic guy, Ray White, and um, Mike Summer, another guy. And I told him the other day I was doing this. They said, well, you better say our name. So, <laughs> there you go. So go get them. But, <laughs> but, but the bottom line is it's, it's fun, and Allison loves it down there, and the girls come. They, they'll come see us there. Yeah. Nothing against Spartanburg, but, but they're not as excited about coming back and staying in the apartment in downtown I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, the other thing about the Devadoo area is, boy, is that, that Pauly's Island and everything is kind of – creeping on down the road yeah well thank god for for arcady and, and prince george hopefully they don't get there but it's so nice now i used to think it was forever to drive out of there and go up to to the grocery store in paulie's or go to georgetown yeah and i was much more inclined to go to georgetown because of the big tuna i could go there i had to go there because <laughs> that's where you see everybody but now everything's kind of come out to debbie and, yeah. and we've redone i don't know if, you know we've redone the clubhouse it won't open for about a month but it it is fantastic and and i look forward to us trying to get another event down there as soon as possible well we were there in 2022 right um no excuse me 2021 uh with the amateur championship and man it just a just, golf course is just so good and, yeah. and you know you come down there on, on 17 and 18 when things are up for grabs and that wind's blowing and oh. that's all you want especially I, when the back tee on 17. yeah i've, I've taken a lot of three or four over pars into 17 before and walked off with the 81, 82. There's no question. I will, let me just say one thing. Um, I, I hope everybody understands how much that I particularly over the years appreciated the support they've given to the foundation. Uh, you know, the Bobby Chapman gives $10,000 a year to that foundation since inception. The Hootie and the Blowfish, what it's done. And y'all's hard work and all that is just incredible. And, you know, people don't really understand the, the the impact we're having on young people's lives. We give 11 scholarships. Bobby Chapman does. Yep. What y'all do is even probably more incredible. And so the the fact is 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 we we can make a a huge difference. And and that's why I always wanted to be involved with golf because I understood from the beginning. You know, yeah, it's it's one of these games you buy yourself. You got to be honest. You got to you know, you got to be truthful and all those things about what you're doing. And that's great. But the bottom line is. Uh, you know, raising money to help uh, young people get through, and Lord knows in this world we live in now, we, need, no we doubt. need these kids going and getting good education. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's one thing that gets missed about the Bobby Chapman. It is a fantastic golf tournament. You've got kids coming in here from all across the nation, and we got we got a flag for every state in our office so we can put it up there when they get here um, to represent them being here. But as much as as important as the golf tournament is, what y'all do. For your sponsor with your sponsorship monies that you yep. the scholarships and, yep. and, and out there giving back I mean that's that's a huge piece yeah that nobody knows about we've, we've got uh, six or seven hundred thousand dollars in the bank uh, and we we give out we have really ratcheted up our scholarships we, they don't have to be golf related right that was the one thing mr. Chapman and Jerry Beasley insisted on they said look at like let's help any of the kids so we, we and it's a state it's within the state and the kids can make application uh and you know look it probably barely gets book money today yeah. uh, but it it does it it would have paid all four years of mine at Walford, but <laughs> i just got the first i just got the first semester bill for college you know. charleston for my daughter who's a Ooh. freshman mm. yeah i know what you're saying well god bless her man good luck to her good but uh to you. well listen you, Doug, you, you have been such a big part of, of the golf lineage in South Carolina with, with with the South Carolina Golf Association, what y'all and your board has created up here for the Chapman. Mm -hmm. um, 
and your presence there with RBC Heritage has just been incredible and, and we're very fortunate to have you here have you part of the state and you and Charlie Roundtree running around here making things happen it's uh it's been it's been fun to watch and be a part of couldn't have done it without you guys well you know that thank you so much we appreciate you say hello to have I'll do it <laughs>